Hello and welcome to a new episode of the Success Secret Podcast. This is your host, Hussein Talib. This is episode number 53. How do you drive happiness at work? With Frank Smith. Frank's helps your company culture get on track by creating happy owners and happy employees. Hope you really enjoy this episode. It's amazing. And also don't forget to go to successgrid.net forward slash podcast and leave me your thoughts and suggestions and maybe questions that you would like me to ask future guests. Enjoy this episode. Welcome to Success Grid, the place for sharing entrepreneurial stories, knowledge, and wisdom to educate and inspire you to always strive to raise your standards in your business and your life. With your host, Hussein Talib. Hello, and welcome to a new episode with the Success Grid podcast with me, Hussein Talib. Uh, today, I have with me Frank Smith. His passion is to have a place where people like to come to work on Monday mornings. Frank, welcome to the Success Grid. Yeah, thanks for having me on, Hussein. Awesome, awesome. So, <laughs> yeah, tell us a little more about you and what you do because uh, this culture of having people to come to work on Monday mornings is... Uh, <laughs> not everybody likes to do that, maybe. That is right, yeah. <laughs> Well, yeah. And uh, the reason that I have such a passion for it is because I used to not like to go to work on Monday morning either. Yeah, exactly. uh, I always tell people I, I knew what time it was on Sunday by how bad my stomach hurt because, <laughs> you know, it, it hurt a little bit at three in the afternoon. And then by five, it hurt some more. And by 10 o'clock that Sunday night, it really hurt because I was dreading going to work so much. Uh, so, uh, I've been there. I know what that's like, and it's not a fun place to be. Uh, and so, uh, really ignited my passion for how do you help businesses create a place where people want to come to work? Uh, and I think work, I think we're designed to work, and I think, uh, work can be very rewarding and fulfilling. And so I, I just really like to work with companies that try to make a, an impact on people's lives. Mm. Great. So, so you work, you are the founder of Mosaic Personnel? Uh, I actually, uh, I uh, own Mosaic Personnel. Uh, it was started 20 years ago by mm. uh, another lady uh, okay. that started and had a company called Principal Technologies, and it was a recruiting company. And uh, I bought it uh, back in 2016, and mm. we changed the name to Mosaic Personnel. So it's mm. been around for a long time, but it's been... Uh, under a different name uh, and now uh, different leadership. And so it's I've, I've been here since 2016. And so we recruit, you know, uh, accounting, HR, IT, uh, engineering positions and try to help our clients find, you know, good people to work in their company. But then we also work with the company to help develop their leadership and develop the culture with inside the business so that they do create a place where those new employees that we help them find actually like coming to work there awesome so aside the question i learned that you like driving in general right yeah and uh, you're, you you like cars and uh, things related to cars and you probably like formula one racing right yes yeah i'm a huge formula one fan <laughs> really cool yep. awesome who's who's your uh, biggest uh, who's your best driver who's, who's oh, your, man, your support that's yeah, that's a tough question. Uh, you know, I, I really like Lewis Hamilton, uh, but it's easy to like the guy that wins all the time. Uh, you know, and yeah. so 
he, he's had a bit of an advantage with the Mercedes team and everything. And so, you know, Max Verstappen in, uh, is a great driver. Uh, I like Carlos Sainz, uh, you know, so I like a lot of the different drivers. Uh, mm-hmm. Right now, I'm just really excited more about good competitive racing. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, in the last few years, it was always like, oh, I wonder how much Lewis is going to win by. Uh, <laughs> and, you know, this year, it's actually like, hey, Max Verstappen and him are going at it. And mm-hmm. uh, if you watched last week's race, it was classic. Uh, Formula One racing came down to the very end of the race, and I won't say who won in case anybody hadn't watched it yet, because <laughs> I have a lot of friends that record it and watch it, you know, a week Whoa. or two later. Uh, but anyway, so more interested in seeing a good competitive race than I am mm. necessarily one particular cool. driver that would win. Mm, cool. So uh, back into your uh, business and things yeah. that you like to do. So how do you actually drive happiness at work? No, that's a great question. So, you know, yeah, I kind of combined my love for Formula One and uh, my love for business into that phrase, driving happiness at work. Uh, but really, it's all about uh, caring for people in the workplace. I mean, if you, mm-hmm. if you really boil it down, you know, good leadership, uh, a good business culture is all about caring for the people that work for you. It's all about <clears throat> listening and it's all about, you know, making sure they have the tools they need to do their job. Mm-hmm. If if I've asked you to do something and I've given you very clear instructions uh, about what your job is and what success looks like, and then I come behind you and say, how can I support you? How can I, you know, and I listen to what you need in order to do your job better. You, you know, most people enjoy that much better. The, the work is an interesting piece, but, you know, if I come along and help support you and then I help get to know you and I understand about your family and I understand what you like to do when you're not at work and what interests you and I try to help incorporate some of those things maybe into the day-to-day job uh, you know so like if I find out that you enjoy traveling and that you you know like to see new places if I have a project or a job that I'm going to go travel somewhere and you know work with a client out of state or across the country and i know you like to travel and i need some extra help well i'm going to grab you and say hey come with me and let's go do this project together Mm -hmm. uh if you don't like to travel you know you would go i don't want to go anywhere (laughs) uh but if i know you well enough that i know your interests you know i can incorporate your interests in with your job uh and you feel listened to and you feel appreciated and those are really the the key elements for trying to create an environment where people enjoy coming to work. Mm, cool. So, but because in general, I do work in a corporate and the things I see that uh, the employees are working together, sitting close together, but there is like no mutual interests because most of them has their own things that they're thinking about. Mm-hmm. You know, you know what I mean. So it's not like, um, uh, do you consider working and and companies uh, really a family, or is it like someone, everyone on their own world living in? Because what what a happy team looks like, and what a ha- not so happy team looks like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think family is a good word, and I hear that from a lot of my clients that say they have a really good work environment. They describe themselves very much as family. Uh, you know, they're interested. They have different interests, just like, you know, I have three kids. Uh, one of them likes to play soccer. One of them likes to play golf. One of them doesn't like to play anything. 
Uh, and, you know, that's okay. We're all still a family and we still understand that about each other. And so uh, inside an organization where I find most leaders don't create the environment that uh, I think is beneficial is they just don't spend the time getting to know the team. Mm. Uh, they don't know it themselves and then they don't bring the team together enough in order to get to know each other either. Like uh, this next week, uh, my whole company, and there's, there's only 12 of us, uh, so it's not a big group of people, but we're taking the whole team off-site for a whole day. Mm. Uh, and we'll do some exercises where we get to know each other better. We'll focus on work. We're putting the plan together for the next six months of what, mm. are, what are our top goals for the next six months. Uh, but we're going to do all that together. And that helps build that family-type relationship that people want so much. Uh, that's a whole different experience than if I just come to you and say, "Hey, here's your goals for the next, you know, six months. We'll see ya." Uh, you know. <laughs> yeah, but this is what happens. This is actually what happens. Even mm -hmm. when someone new comes to the company and new hire, uh, they teach them very quickly and they put them into the work quickly. And basically, you need to just keep up with the work that you. And we'll see you at the end of the year, <laughs> like we yeah. said, at the, at the evaluation. So this is it. Yep. This is, yeah. Yeah. And that's why people are so frustrated with work, uh, because that's not, you know, a, as people, we need each other and we need to have that interaction. And just to put me in a, a cubicle or in an office or working from home, like so many people are doing now by myself, just accomplishing a list of tasks. That, that's not really very exciting for most people. And, uh, mm. you know, and sometimes work itself isn't that exciting. But if you know you're doing it for a great purpose and a great vision of here's where we're going, here's how we're trying to help the world be a better place, that can get people excited and unify mm. people as well. So like at our company, uh, our purpose is to elevate life through work. And so we help people have a better life through their jobs, either by getting a better job or by creating a better environment for them to work mm -hmm. in. And so we have a big board in our office just outside of the room I'm in right now that says lives impacted. And every time we put somebody in a new job or we train somebody new on how they can be a better leader, we change that number. And so right now, you know, so far this year, we're at 98 lives uh, yeah. that we have impacted. We, we've made life better for 98 people this year. And mm -hmm. so my team gets really excited having that focus. And so some of the work we do is not super exciting. But if you know that, hey, this is to change somebody's life yeah. and to get them in a better job where they can support their family better yeah. or where they just feel like a better person because of the way they're treated at work, uh, that gets our team excited. And that those mm -hmm. kind of purpose and mission helps focus a team moving forward. Uh, and that's where most companies kind of fall down is they, they don't connect all those dots and get people moving in a unified direction. Mm. So let me ask you, do you, do you, do you think or believe in, in the quote work life balance? Yeah, y yes and no. Mm. You know, I, I think it's one of those situations where, uh, you know, if you really love what you do, it doesn't feel out of most of the time when it feels out of balance is because I don't like this and it's keeping me from doing this. Yeah. And so, you know, if work is something that I really get energy from and enjoy and I feel like my boss treats me well and I know my coworkers, working a little bit extra here and there really doesn't feel as 
you know, imposing as it does. If I hate my job, I'm out of here at five <laughs> o'clock. Don't talk to me till tomorrow morning. Yeah. Uh, but if I like the people I work with and I like my boss, if you need me to stay till six, I'm going to stay till six. And so, you know, again, you have to, there is a balance between, you know, I can't neglect my family. Uh, I just personally, in my 30 year business career, I haven't been able to find that balance on a daily or weekly basis. You know, this week, uh, work may win. I might put in 50 or 60 hours this week. Uh, three weeks from now, I may take a Friday afternoon off and spend time with my family. And so it, it, it balances out, you know, over time. And I always look at it more on an annual basis mm. and say, you know, did work get what they needed from me? Uh, and then did my family get what they needed from me? And if I can answer yes to both of those questions, I feel like that's pretty good balance. Uh, but there may have been some weeks where I was working late or at the office super early in the morning. Uh, and there may be other weeks where I'm out the door at five o'clock because I'm trying to get to one of my kids activities or something that my wife has going on uh, where she needs my help or whatever. And so I, I don't see it balanced on a daily or even a weekly basis necessarily, but I can look at quarters or annually and, and see where both sides got what they needed. So it was a good year. Yeah, cool. No, nice uh, new perspective to things. At the end of the day, the important thing is that, uh, let's say, both sides, the work and your life got, got you in every good way and the, everything got accomplished, every chore, every work, every job, everything that got done. This is the yep. thing you're talking about here, right? Yeah, well, and a, a good example was three years ago, my wife was diagnosed with cancer. Ooh. And, uh, you know, I, I took off quite a bit of time. Uh, we, we had to travel out of state for some uh, surgery that she had to have. Uh, and family won a lot. You know, I, I wasn't of course, paying attention. Of course, it's, it's, not, yeah. it's not something you neglect. It's not something that you keep out. Yeah. yeah. yeah but, yeah. you know, so she, the family side won that year quite a bit. But earlier in the year, I had worked a lot. And so it balanced both sides. To, to your point, both sides got what they needed. Uh, and so it, it was good. It was out of balance. If you looked at any particular day, uh, it, there was no balance on a certain time period. But over the course of a bigger picture, uh, everybody got what they needed, including myself. I mean, mm. you have to factor in time off and you know vacations and all that kind of stuff because we mm. all need a break uh, as well. So uh, uh, is your wife that, okay now? Yes, thank you. Yeah, she's uh, cancer-free and uh, awesome. doing great. But, awesome. Yeah. Great. great. Great to hear that. So you are a fan of workplace culture, let's put it that way. Yeah. So how, how do you create, how do we create a good culture in the workplace? Yeah, the, the number one way uh, is spending time with people. Uh, you know, just getting to, to know, I mean, as a leader, I think you should be meeting with the people that work directly underneath you every week uh, mm -hmm. and having some type of an interaction with them. Uh, sometimes that's what we talk about work. And sometimes there's nothing maybe that we need to talk about with work. But I'm going to ask you about your family and, hey, what's your vacation? You know, how was it? Or where are you going? Or you know, those kind of things and just building a relationship. So mm. uh, the, the number one element to great business culture is a relationship. And people want to have a relation. No one's ever, I've never heard anybody quit their job that said, oh, my boss, you know, talks to me too much and gets in 
you know, he asks me personal questions about my family and the soccer games my kids play in. Nobody ever quit because of that. But I know a lot of people that have quit their job mm. because my boss, I, I, I talked with someone two months mm. ago mm. and they quit their job because they had worked there for two years mm. and their boss didn't know a single thing about them. Mm. And they were just, you know, they moved on to work somewhere else. And so the number one thing in creating a great culture is relationships. Mm. And that's, you know, me with the people that work for me. And then between the people that work for me, too, they don't have to be best friends. Uh, but they need to know each other and they yeah, need to a know. certain level, yes. And, yeah, you know. Just, you know, on Monday morning, you need to go, hey, how was your kid's baseball game or, you know, whatever. And, you know, we're, we're built for community. People are supposed to be together and have some type of a, a relationship. And the more you can foster that in the mm. work environment, the better culture you're going to have. Yeah, cool. So you mentioned people quitting. Mm-hmm. Why, why would someone quit their job what would be some reasons major reasons is it the paycheck the salary you know How do you um, see it? most of the studies that get you know shown that you can look for information the, the pay once you get over you know the very base minimum paying jobs once you get above that uh, pay is usually somewhere between fourth and seventh place on that list mm. uh, the top three reasons that people usually leave their jobs are My boss didn't give me clear expectations. Mm. He didn't tell me specifically what I'm supposed to be doing and what he expects and what success looks like. Uh, the number two reason is my boss doesn't listen to me. Mm. And then the number three reason is my boss doesn't recognize me for the good work that I do. Yeah, this so, actually happens a lot. I see that a lot. You work, you mentioned working overtime, like until mm-hmm. six, seven o'clock in the evening. And Uh, n- not even a thank you sometimes. Yep. So that's a big issue. Yeah. 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 And, and it doesn't have to be anything extravagant. People just want to know that you noticed. And, you know, and, and a lot of bosses just, you know, they, they don't, well, I don't want to start that because then they're going to expect, you know, that I thank them all the time. Well, again, is there anything wrong with thanking somebody all the time? <laughs> uh, you know, thank you for uh, your hard work today. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There is nothing wrong with thanking someone yeah. for a good day's work. That's right. Yeah, yeah nobody ever quit their job yeah. because, oh, my boss thanks me all the time. I, I'm out of here, you know. <laughs> you yeah. know? So, so what, are, uh, <clears throat> what do you see most companies go wrong at? Or is it in the leaders and in the, in the HR departments where the companies go wrong? Yeah, that's a great question. I, I would say uh, the the number one thing that I see companies do wrong is they don't spend enough time with each other. Uh, mm. You know, they, they view meetings as a negative thing. Uh, they they try to you know get in and out of meetings yeah, really I, quick. Yeah, I, because I because this is the problem. We mentioned meeting. A lot of meetings actually happened in corporate. Because something went wrong, yeah. You know, you know what I mean. Because yep. there, there is no meeting unless something happened that was not in the best interest of the company. There is yep. no, there is no like mentioned weekly meetings, for example, to set targets, to see what employees are missing, to see what they need. Always, most of the time, meetings happen because some employees screwed up at something. Yep. Yeah. No, and, and that's that starts off the whole process wrong you know our team every monday morning we have a staff meeting at 8 30 in the morning and the first 15 minutes of that staff meeting 
all we talk about is, hey, what'd you do over the weekend? Did anybody do anything fun? Did anybody watch anything good on TV? You know, and we're just, you know, having that relationship building time. And most people miss the fact that one of the important things about meetings is to mm. build relationship. Mm. And it's, you know, there are times, yes, we need to get in and make a decision and fix a problem that happened. That That's a valid reason for a meeting. But we also need to spend time in that meeting building relationship. Mm. And so that's the number one thing I see people do wrong is they just don't they don't spend time with people enough. You know, outside of work in our personal life, mm. we understand if I'm going to have a friend, I've got to spend time with that person to get to know them and all that. In the work office, it's the same way. You need to spend time with them. So that's the number one thing I see companies do wrong. The number two thing I see companies do wrong, you mentioned the HR department. Mm. Uh, the, the leaders delegate to HR the culture, and they say, you guys go fix it and make a good culture. You, you can't create a good culture from the HR department. The leadership has to be the one that creates the culture and mm. says, this is what's important to us. And this is how I want everybody in the organization to feel when they work here. And that has to come from the leadership uh, because HR doesn't have enough authority in order to create that. Uh, if it's not coming from the leadership, you're going to have kind of, a, uh, you know, people may try it, but if yeah. the leaders aren't doing it too, then it feels hypocritical and it yeah. doesn't feel doesn't feel sincere. Yeah, exactly. HR are usually far away from the, especially in big businesses and big corporations, it's HR are mostly far away and don't know how things are operating in certain sections and departments. So yeah, like you mentioned. Yep. Exactly. So how, how important is culture? Because is it like, uh, does it affect the, the business growth and does not define the business profitability? Uh, does this all affect the business? Uh, net profit at the end of the year, for example. It, it it does, and there's a lot of good new studies coming out. Uh, and finally, some big schools like Harvard and uh, places like that are actually studying this, and they are seeing that companies that have a really good culture actually financially uh, outperform companies mm. with a bad culture. Uh, you know, if you have a bad culture and people are leaving the company a lot. That costs a lot of money mm. to replace all of those people and retrain people. And so if you can keep people in uh, in their seat because you've created a great culture, you can save the company thousands and thousands of dollars uh, for a lot of different reasons. One is, you know, if you've been with the company for eight or 10 years, you've got a lot of knowledge up here that's helpful. Uh, if mm. I have to replace you every two or three years, yeah, that's, uh, uh, yeah. yeah, maybe maybe lower salary, but uh, the the rotation yep. of employees is exhausting sometimes to keep yep. to keep new people learning again and again and again. And the department recycles employees and turning uh, turnovers. It's 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 no stability becomes in certain departments. Maybe yeah. I see I see yep. that actually. <laughs> Yeah. Well, I mean, you think about it in the fast food industry in America, yeah. uh, you know, the, the turnover rate is about 300 percent. That means you're you're changing people every three to four months. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's a I, reason uh, why exa- yeah, it's I, not great service. I, I actually worked in McDonald's. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you see that because I don't know, maybe the the work is hard. 
especially especially the the more you see it now younger people nowadays they don't i don't know maybe they don't work uh, as hard as the, as the older ones used to work but in all in the old days in the 80s and 90s or the early 2000s now people are more on social so they, they don't want to work that much maybe so when they go to work and start working they are like maybe i don't know maybe they are shocked because of the type of work they do how much pressure there is the customers here and the customers calling and the managers calling too much noise maybe for them maybe this is one of the reasons that <laughs> these type of industries are overwhelming some people yeah but what i would say is you do find little pockets uh, at a mcdonald's if it's run really well by a really good manager they don't have some of those same problems mm. you know and then you know there's different uh, companies in fast food and if they train their people really well and they invest and they listen and they try to interact with their team better they actually still even in a you know i mean fast food's not that exciting mm. but you can see where companies that actually do it well and take an interest in the employees actually still get really good results yeah. so you mentioned we are talking about here about employees leaving so when employees leave resign from a company do they leave the company itself as a whole entity or do they leave the people who are there working with yeah they leave the they leave the leadership mm. uh because that's who dictates what the company's like uh i i know a lot of people that may not love their actual work but mm. they love the people that they work with mm. and they think they have a really good boss they'll stay mm. in that job even if they don't like the actual work that much mm. because i the people side of it is more important and so mm. when people leave a company they yeah they're they're not leaving you know abc company they're leaving either i've got a bad boss or the top leadership is creating a culture that is a place i don't want to work uh mm. and so they they leave that not the actual company itself mm, good. so how would you think is the best way to handle conflicts in work because you know there are could be a lot of conflicts a lot of issue a lot of arguments between employees themselves between employees and managers and stuff like that what is the best way to deal with conflicts in that were at the work yeah wow that that yeah we could spend a week talking about that <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know that that's the hardest part uh what what i would say is the the thing for me that helps the most is to be curious mm. you know if i see that you're upset about something let's be curious about that hey you're saying why you know wow you you seem to be upset tell tell me a little <laughs> bit about what got you upset yeah. you know and i could ask you that question and then i listen to understand and that way you know versus just hey calm down get over yourself whatever that's not helpful but if i stop and i take the time to listen to you and really try to understand what made you upset or how did i hurt your feelings uh you know that's that's how you fix conflict in the workplace mm -hmm. again it gets back to people want to be listened to uh and if i'm not listening to you and i don't understand you know why you got your assignment done late or why you know this or that didn't get done or why you you know were kind of snippy with me you know get curious about those things and mm -hmm. ask a good question and say you know tell me tell me why you're reacting that way and so but all that takes time and that's mm -hmm. where again it circles back for me every time almost all of this circles back to if you and I are going to have a relationship I've got to spend time with you 
And, you know, we may have a conflict along the way. But if we know each other well, Mm -hmm. I'm going to be more understanding of you. And I'm going to listen more and try to figure out how can I help you. And so I I think it it all boils down to curiosity and time. Mm, So what would you think, what would you say, uh, one takeaway from uh, what we are talking about here? Uh, The biggest takeaway is, you know, if you're not spending 30 minutes a week with people that work directly under you in the organization, you're not spending enough time with the people on your team. Mm. Uh, You have to figure out how to fit that into your schedule. And if you have too many people, uh, you know, I I think the most people that a a supervisor can manage is around nine, uh, maybe 10 people. Uh, you know, but again, if I'm going to spend 30 minutes with each of those people, that's five or six hours a week, uh, that I'm going to spend in one-on-one meetings with these people, mm-hmm. but that's my job. You know, I'm a leader that still leaves me. If I'm working 45 hours this week, that still leaves me 40 more hours to get other stuff done. Mm-hmm. But I've got to dedicate that five hours to meet with my team and to understand them and what they need and how I can help them get their job done. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if I do that, I fix 90% of the problems in the workplace. Yeah, great. Awesome. So, Frank, where can people get in touch with you? Yeah, so uh, LinkedIn is probably an easy place to get a hold of me. Frank Smith on LinkedIn. I do a video series. Uh, every Tuesday, I launch a new video about business culture. Uh, mm-hmm. They're 60 seconds long, most of them. So I try to keep it really short with just one point. Uh, it's called Driving Happiness at Work is the name of the video series. But cool. you can... Uh, find that on LinkedIn. Uh, you can email me at fsmith at mosaicpersonnel.com or you can message me on LinkedIn. Those are the best two places. So the email is fsmith at mosaicpersonnel.com or just look me up on LinkedIn uh, and message me through LinkedIn. Awesome. Great. Thank you, Frank, for being here today with me on the Success Secret podcast. Great. Thanks for having me. I enjoyed it. Thank you for listening to this episode of Success Grid. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. And if you found value in the show, rate and leave a review on iTunes. For more resources, visit successgrid.net. Until next time.